cliffcentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. It is the 360biz.com. My name is Debohoma Fodi. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz right here on Cliff Central. It is a beautiful Wednesday. This is a show that brings you all things business where we bring in industry champions. We bring in leaders. We bring in movers and shakers. However, today I must say I've brought in game changers, uh, but we're going to hear as to why are they called uh, game changers. So um, it's something that definitely uh, we're going to be definitely discussing today. But we're not discussing game changers. Sorry, I was looking at Palace. Palace is busy disturbing me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, but however, uh, we're discussing uh, business uh, simulation. I mean, uh, you know that um, this in this show we definitely talk about all things business. But this is one topic that we've never really conversed, being business simulation. What is business simulation and why do SMEs need simulation and what are the benefits? But of course, uh, in studio, uh, I'm supposed to be sitting next to Bilalani. I don't know, maybe he's still on his way or definitely he's not coming. You know, business people, they don't become late. However, they become delayed. Let me take this opportunity uh, to welcome our guests in studio. Uh, we are, it's pretty packed. We've got others sitting at the couches. I wish I had what, uh, what do they call, um, video, live video call so that you guys can actually see, but we'll try definitely uh, to post them on social media so that you can see them. Um, yeah, I know you can see that these people are in the fashion, are in the business of fashion or the, the business of looking good. But however, uh, I've got a brother and a friend, um, that is sitting here. And next to me, I've had an opportunity of having a meeting with him after I've actually seen him. We work for the same broadcaster, but I've never met him. I'm like, no, man, I need to meet this man. And I definitely had to put effort to definitely getting here. I'm talking about none other than Brian um, Similani. Uh, you'll get an opportunity to hear from him. Uh, I've got a woman with the most complicated business, <laughs> uh, but she is definitely a darling, a girl all the way from Pretoria. Uh, but you know what? You know, we Joe Beggars, you know, we just take these people and we make them fit in. Uh, that is definitely Miss Anita Black. Maybe let me take this opportunity to welcome them while we're actually waiting uh, to connect to Sazini, because um, I actually wanted uh, to be the first person that we actually have on our discussion. Uh, Anita, do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is it that you do? Hi, I am Anita Black. Um, I own a company called Cooperative Holdings, um, which has several arms within it. Okay. Um, the one that I really um, take pride in is Cooperative Boltong. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was a columnist, I think, um, two years ago, and then I, started, I decided to resign and start my business. Um, started with Boltong, um, have been running the shop now for almost a year. Um, to a point where we, we are growing, we are getting into producing now and possibly in a different province. Okay. But, but, but now, um, you know, it's, uh, it's something that, that for me, <laughs> um, I mean, I find confusing to say, how did you move from being, uh, you know what? We'll get to that part of being a columnist <laughs> to working with Beltong, you know, <laughs> uh, Brian, do you want to quickly take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Uh, tell us who you are and what is that you do? Hi, thanks for the opportunity to be here. My name is Brian Simelania. I run a company called Learning Sims, and that's what we do. We we really believe everyone can be excellent, and mm-hmm. our job as Learning Sims every day is to share knowledge in a way that allows them to gain experience quickly. 
Mm. And so how we do that is by using business simulations. It could be computer games, board games, any type of an experience that allows you to be able to experience business very quickly. Mm-hmm. So make a mistake in our business simulation and not in real life. Yeah. Lose simulation money and not uh, real money. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I do every day. So I, I get to lecture at different places, at different business schools mm. using these tools. Oh, okay, definitely. Uh, Maxine, uh, take yes. this opportunity to say hi to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what that you do. Hi. Thanks, Tebucho, for having us. Mm-hmm. I'm Maxine, and I'm from FSTV Styles. Yeah. It's a fashion brand. Uh, fashion Scoop, it's a collaboration between uh, two fashion brand houses. It's... um. Fashion Scoop and Deja Vu. How we met, my partner Funi couldn't make it today because she's busy with, um, as you know, we're having a pop-up store next week. Um, as, as you know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, oh, and the <laughs> listeners also. Okay, we've advertised it, yeah. but I'm going to go through that as we do the, in, uh, the interview. Mm-hmm. So it's between Funi and I, and Funi, she... She does Deja Vu and I'm Fashion Scoop. So we decided to get together. It's just two women empowering one another through fashion. So we specialize in image consulting, uh, personal shopping events, and makeup artists. Oh, definitely. No, it's it's a good introduction there. Right. Uh, maybe let me take this opportunity to welcome uh, my good friend, Sean. Uh, Sean, do you want to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is it that you do? Listeners, um, yeah, I'm Sean Tienison. I'm head of corporate social responsibility for Growth Point Properties, and also founder of a incubation program, business acceleration program called Property Point. Um, and we're going to be speaking a bit about business today. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, welcome, guys. Um, it's good, definitely, um, to have you in studio. But let me cross over. Um, I'll definitely come back to you guys in studio, all the way um, to Sazini Mujabilo, um, who's the group head of corporate citizen at Butler's Africa, who couldn't be here today, um, unfortunately. Let me take this opportunity to welcome her. Ma'am um, Mujabilo, how are you, ma'am? I'm well, Deboha, how are you? Uh, no, I'm good, thanks. Do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is it that you do? Yes, thanks for that. And uh, good afternoon to all the listeners. As uh, Deboha has already mentioned, I am Sazini uh, Mujabilo, and I'm the group head of citizenship. And citizenship is the part of the business that takes care of the work from Barclays Africa APSA. And uh, it looks after the corporate social investments agenda and the sustainability part of what we do as a business. No, definitely. Um, thank you for that. A um, couple of weeks um, ago, uh, Sazini, and to the listeners, uh, we've had the opportunity of actually having Miss um, Kanyama Kobani in studio when we were talking the Gauteng Shared Service, uh, the Gauteng Shared Value Summit um, that is actually starting um, tomorrow. It's actually starting when? Is it tomorrow? Um, or is it? Oh, it's starting on the 25th and the 26th. Yeah. Um, and I understand that you're one of um, the speakers uh, at the Gauteng Shared service and you're one of the partners do you want to perhaps tell us as as corporate uh, or as big as partners, um what is it um, that you guys found the need to actually partner for the development of shared service and what are you going to be particularly talking about personally so um, it's actually <clears throat> tomorrow is, is, is the first day a conference that's running over two days and it's the Africa Shared Value Summit um, and it's it's going to be in Fenton. And as a business, when we decided to partner with them uh, with the shift development in, in the summit, 
it was primarily because of the strategy that we as a business have, have engaged in, which is our shared growth strategy. And over the last couple of years for us as a business, we've increasingly moved away from a grant-making philanthropic approach to how we engage with our communities and deal with some of the social challenges within our society, but more so towards a business-led strategy that looks at how we can meaningfully, through our business units, make a sustainable contribution to some of the social challenges that we face in our communities. And that ties in very well with the Africa Shared Value Summit, which basically puts forward the the theory or the management strategy that says, uh, how do we as a business create shared value? And working in partnership with government, civil society to create a meaningful and sustainable contribution in the different markets we operate in. So it's really, really tied into our values and into our shared growth philosophy and strategy as a business. Uh, big businesses are addressing skills shortage and access to quality um, higher education, uh, long-term positive socio-economic impact uh, on SA and, and the continent. Um, I mean, I must say, uh, me being in business, I mean, one of the biggest problems that we face, um, especially when we're employing young people, as far as our education is concerned, um, it's that inequality um, that actually takes place between the marketplace and uh, the education itself. So, I mean, is it, um, do you think that, um, I mean, as, as corporate, is it something that, that, that um, sticks uh, deep within your values to actually want to improve that for the benefit of the country? Yes, definitely it does. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned um, those areas of focus because for us as a Barclays Africa APSA, we actually are focused on three areas, and that is access to education or education and skills portfolio, enterprise development and financial inclusion. These are the three focus areas that drive our shared growth strategy across Africa. And we basically focused on these areas because we recognize that some of the challenges that are faced by entrepreneurs like yourself and young people is more in line with <clears throat> access to education and also how to grow and start a, a business. And as a large corporate uh, with our scale, we are able to start meaningfully looking at what we offer and how we can uh, input into our communities. So if I was to take the first one, which is education and skills development, our focus there is primarily looking at how we can help young people access tertiary education, be it at TVET level or at a university level. And our second focus area there is around employability. Employability in the sense that we want to help young people across the continent to access and to develop the relevant skills that would help them get into the world of work. So we have developed a program that we is termed Ready to Work, and it's an online free curriculum that supports a young person with work skills, people skills, money management, and entrepreneurship skills, basically helping them to set up themselves for the next phase in their lives as they leave the world of education or basic education and start looking at what tools and skills they need to actually either get into the world of work or start a business. So for that, that's a very key focus for us. The second element you touched on is around enterprise development and how we support small businesses. Obviously, within the financial services space, it's a very key component as we've got our business banking portfolio. But beyond that, we recognize that 
we need to support the pipeline of small businesses or small enterprises that can grow into our mid-corporates or large businesses. And we have therefore created and invested quite significantly within that space to see how we can create a platform for where small businesses can link up with large corporates for them to access um, markets, but to also grow their businesses. So, for example, one of the things we've done is APSA. We have a portal that has over 59,000 enterprises registered on that portal with uh, the ability to tap into opportunities that are coming from 7,000 corporates. So creating that linkage and facilitating that ecosystem is also important in ensuring that small businesses and small enterprises can grow. Obviously, that work is also supported by a lot of training and capacity building that we provide and an enabling system through our enterprise development centers as well. No, well, I must say it's definitely um, you know, um, good thing that you guys are doing as a company. In fact, you explaining that explains exactly why uh, today I needed to have you in studio today with the guests that I have, um, specifically um, Sean and uh, Mr. Brian Smelani. But I'll try to definitely um, you know, put them in in contact uh, with you. I mean, I hope you'll get to listen to the rest of the show to actually hear some of the amazing work that they do that are aligned with definitely uh, what you're doing and. Personally, I'm looking forward to meeting you at the summit. Oh, fantastic. I look forward to meeting you and all the other uh, people that will be joining us there. Definitely. So, um, so, um, I'm hoping that next time maybe I'll get to have you in studio and maybe we dive deep, um, into uh, the technicalities of the offering that you guys are having, uh, or that you guys are doing as Bartley's and see how could, um, we de- derive value, um, that we could actually link to enterprises uh, and small businesses out there. Definitely. Definitely. I look forward to that. No, definitely. Uh, maybe um, as in closing, uh, Mr. Majapul, do you want to quickly um, t- uh, give us the details for those that want to join the summit? Uh, is the is there still opening? Uh, is there still access? How can they go about registering for the summit? And where is it happening? The summit is happening in Santon, uh, starting tomorrow. And as uh, I'm sure mo- most of your listeners, if not all, know that tomorrow is Africa Day. Uh, so the summit is running on the 25th and the 26th, and it's in Santon. Unfortunately, it, I think the registrations have closed. It has been an online registration process. So the, all the delegates have signed up and all the spaces are filled. Um, they will, they, there's no open registration at this point. But I'm sure it's an annual summit. Next year, we'll be having it again, and we'll make sure it, reach, it reaches a wider audience. Okay. No, definitely. Thank you a lot. And that was uh, Miss Sazini Mujabilo, who is the group head of corporate citizenship at Batlis, uh, telling us more about the Gauteng, um, the Africa Shared Summit um, that is actually happening, uh, Africa Shared Value Summit that is happening at the Sentin Convention Center between the 25th and the 26th. Uh, coming back to my guest here in studio, I mean, today we're talking business simulation, like I've said, the failure of new and existing in South African businesses is a topic uh, that has been discussed and debated years in South Africa and across the continent and the world. I mean, according to a study done by this Minister of Small Business um, to the 2007 um, and a subsidiary of Department of Trade and Industry uh, says, I mean, one of the highest failure rates is of new SMEs. Um, it's definitely something that happens in the world. And it is estimated 75% of these businesses fail. But now how do we avoid business closure.
well, some of um, the enterprise turn into business simulation, of which simulations are a highly effective method to teach a variety of topics in business, improve retention, and ultimately change behavior and improve results. I know definitely uh, one of my guests, Sean, I've had an opportunity of actually engaging with him. I know definitely as Property Point, um, they actually uh, talk, uh, host a range of events that they bring in subject matter experts um, that, um, you know, um, in various fields to actually help improve businesses and talk about, you know, different things and as well some of the programs they run. But anyway, you might be wondering what is Property Point. Um, maybe let me take this opportunity um, to give or hand over to Sean to actually tell us more about Property Point. Thanks, Deboho. So Property Point um, is a business support program that we at Growth Point started about nine years ago. So we've been doing this for quite some time. And the aim was really to say specifically within the value chain of property, what are, what is the needs that businesses have mm-hmm. and how are we able to look at supporting businesses to ensure that we are so our model works on a supply chain diversification and integration methodology to say that if we're going to be supporting businesses out there, providing them with training. So this was early days with BE and enterprise development. The codes were saying, you know, just train a business and you get your points. We said, what is the value of training a business? And if you're able to train them, can you incorporate them into your supply chain? Because ultimately, as every business like yourself mm-hmm. is out there to be able to make business work and make business grow. So that was the the infancy stages of, of, of Property Point. We've been able to effectively over the nine years really work with substantial businesses um, or, or really small businesses growing themselves into more substantial businesses, t- providing them with the business development support, access to markets, um, access to, uh, to, to, to finance through our bankability model and allow and giving good information out there to small businesses in order for them to grow. So now, I mean, um, property point is all about skills development for SMEs, if I'm hearing correctly. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's about the overall development. And I think what we've done is really gone into the depths of what it means to be able to come alongside someone. Okay. And develop them mm-hmm. as, as, as an entrepreneur, as a business, um, and as an organization as a whole. Yeah. So we've really taken the full package. So now, I mean, you, you can see that, um, um, the studio is packed or it's full of other entrepreneurs, um, that, that are as well doing their own thing, uh, or, um, you know, SMEs rather. So is your program open to everyone? So there's two legs to our program. The, the, our incubation program or acceleration program is really much focused for businesses working within the property value chain. And when we say value chain, it means anything that has to do with property. So whether you are a quantity surveyor, an architect, a cleaning company, a maintenance company, anything, if your product and service touches property, we would work with you on the, our, our property point program. Then we've got another leg to our program called to the point sessions. You've come to some of those sessions mm-hmm. where we provide a platform for, for experts to come and share with businesses. And this is businesses across the board. So we host those sessions on a monthly basis every single month it, at, at Hyde Park Southern Sun where we bring experts to the table that will be able to provide you with insight. Hmm. No, definitely. Um, no, it's, it's, I must say as well, I mean, having attended some of those, um, there's been very insightful because I know that I've came up with one or two networks that I actually met, 
um, from actually one of the speakers um, that have been um, invited there. I mean, uh, one of the things Sean spoke about, he says the invite expert. Uh, I'm sitting with an expert in studio, um, <laughs> Mr. Brian Smelani, um, from, who's the founder of uh, Learning Sims and who's a business training expert. Um, I know that he works with various universities like University of Stellenbosch, um, VETS and many other universities. And I've had the opportunity of seeing him on a show as well, uh, with the same broadcaster that we on uh, my show is at being business day TV doing a show called pimp my business. You know, for me, it's something that I still don't understand to this day. What is a lecturer doing on pimp my business? <laughs> Are you trying? I mean, I know that I'm a host. <laughs> so now all of a sudden there's a lecturer now teaching people. How to do business And I must yes. say You've done some amazing things <laughs> On that show <laughs> Thanks Thanks Theo mm-hmm. You know I I always found Each class that I, I would be in Because most of the time I teach entrepreneurs But through business schools mm-hmm. I thought You know the, the information that we share At business schools Is really valuable But it's for everyone Everyone should have this And I was so lucky That one of the classes I ran I met a guy called Pesim Keys okay. Who was the uh, Director of the show And he Introduced me to Ingrid Bell And they then sold me this idea That can you imagine if we took Some of the concepts from your class okay. And shared it with everyone And that's how Pip My Biz came about Because oh. with Pip My Biz we were sharing Knowledge that you would normally fi- find in class mm-hmm. But using a powerful medium of TV And entertainment And people like Anita Who volunteered their businesses To be used as case studies in essence mm. For other SMEs or mm. other people who want to start business to learn concepts through the show. So that's how I agreed to it. I thought it was a great opportunity to teach a greater audience. Mm. So now how was it, how was it different? The shift from being now from a lecture room to being in, <laughs> in studio, in cameras. I, I've, I've already gotten used <laughs> to putting makeup on. I don't know for you. <laughs> I, I, after that show, I have a lot of respect for people in that industry. I, you don't understand the amount of work that goes into a show like that. Mm. Simple things like uh, which shot is going to be taken? What's yeah. the sequence of events? Mm. I wasn't used to things like makeup. I rock up in class and that's what you find. Yeah. But within the show, you have to look at the whole thing. Mm. But it also allowed me to think differently about the information that you are trying to share. Okay. To say, mm. how can we make it more applicable to everyone? Mm. So a person... On the show, we had people who had a variety of business, Biltong, Nail Bar. We had even a guy who was creating stills and who also wanted to be a musician. Mm. But as an educator, I am saying the business knowledge that we are sharing is applicable Mm. to all of them, Mm. but allow them in the same space to be able to be different. And that was the biggest shift in my mind, at Mm. least using the show. Yeah. No, And and I've seen, I mean, you've done some amazing uh, things with those businesses. Um, I think it would definitely be a benefit for, for, for Sean to have you as on one of the Thursdays where you speak uh, to other SMEs and entrepreneurs. Did you hear that, Sean? <laughs> Sorted. <laughs> we'll, we'll do this. Thanks, we'll book you up August. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. No, definitely. So now I, I know you are a business simulation expert mm. and you had an opportunity to go stay in the States and work in the States for many years. That's mm. where you actually got exposed. Um, to business simulation. Um, the reason I try to build a show in such a way that there's able to become network among my guests. Yes. That's why I know that what you do, it's definitely something of value with what Sean is already doing. Yes. Uh, do you want to perhaps uh, tell us? I know Bulelani just came in. Uh, Bulelani, do you know what business simulation is, my brother? 
Answer will like. There's a mic. There's a mic. Nah, nah, not at all. Yeah, no, definitely. That is my co-host. I don't know what's wrong with his voice. And now he's affecting Sean because Sean is starting to cough as well. <laughs> Brian, what is business simulation? So I'll give you a simple answer. Not trying to be academic. A simulation is any real life experience that you are practicing in a fictitious environment. So let's take, for example, people who go to a work for call centers. Before they actually speak to a real person mm. who's a customer, they have a simulation, a role play of sort. That is a, a simulation. Now, in business, what we then do, because it's, business is not so simple, there's lots of factors at play. We create either electronically, so it can be an electronic game, or we can build it into a board game. Like if you've seen games like Monopoly. Monopoly is a sort of a business simulation in real estate. It teaches you how to sell property, how to rent, and to think about those mechanics. So that's what a simulation is. A simulation is anything that you do that represents real life and allows you to practice in a safe environment. And why I say so is... Even though I have an interest in selling business simulations, for entrepreneurs, I always teach that they should create simulated experiences for themselves. So if you want to practice how to sell, get one comment and sell it to the first person who comes up to you. That is a simulation. It's in a safe environment in a sense that even if you fail, it's not a catastrophic disaster that you didn't sell. So that's what simulations are. We obviously focus on the ones that are programmed and are built so that someone can be immersed in an industry or a particular business. Mm. But for me, I mean, Brian, I know you to be a, a consultant for corporate. I mm. mean, if ever uh, for companies like Growth Point that would say we want a simulation, I would understand. Mm. But now you taking that and you bring it into an SME space mm. or an SME element, how effective is this business simulation though for enterprises? Personally, I think SMEs not only need it more, but have immediate application of the simulation. Sometimes we teach people uh, who work for corporates. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you show them all these different aspects of a business, but they work in a particular functional area in their real job. So when they come out there, they had a great experience, but they can't go out and implement everything. But I'm sure if I taught any of these SMEs here, and I said there's an element of finance, there's operations, there's marketing, there's sales, there's HR... All those things are alive in their businesses today, mm. and they've got challenges within them today. So SMEs are able to use simulations in a much better way to cooperate, I think. Um, Sean, do you? Do, do yeah, you I think, think so? you know, what, what I like about simulations, so for me it's about if you... Simulations is about real case studies and real life scenarios for, for businesses. So if you think about entrepreneurship, we always speak about the, you know, the successful guys mm. uh, that are entrepreneurs that used to sit around the dinner table and yeah. speak to their parents about business or get exposed to it. And many of us have not had that opportunity. So mm. business simulation actually gives you that opportunity. Yes. It gives you the ability to, to, like you say, Brian, fail in a in a safe environment because in our work with businesses we realize that a lot of the challenges that they face is the first time that they're facing these yes. challenges yes. and they don't know how to necessarily navigate the space and that's where it's so key to have um, programs like what you're doing and advisors that's going to be able to direct businesses in the right way because this is first generation businesses a lot of the SMMEs that we're working with yes. no other exposure and experience so 
It's either make or break at this point in time. Yeah. No, Sean and Brian have never met each other. They're already endorsing each other. <laughs> we met, we met <laughs> once. Yes, <laughs> and we're going to potentially also do some stuff together already, yeah. other than the session. So uh. Brian's got a little nice pin on his <laughs> lapel over there. Yeah. Um, it's a nice product called Gross Wheel, and I'm sure Brian will be able to share with what that is all about. Oh. And mm. as property point, we're going to be trying to use this tool as well mm. with the work we're doing with businesses. Oh, okay. No, definitely. I want to hear more about that. But before then let me come into uh, to Anita. Anita, you were a columnist. I was. And being a columnist, you move from that. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, columnists, they're like mini celebrities. And, <laughs> you know, they're content driven. Yeah. But how do you move from that to, to go and create Bell Tongue? You know? Um, I think when corporate is not for you, it's not for you. So it literally took me two years of plotting my way out. Is it? Um, it yeah. So eventually, and you know, one thing I, I learned back in business school is that food business was good business. I don't know how good that is, mm-hmm. but I then thought, which am I like? What business can I then do? And then, um, biltong being my favorite snack, then you know, I, I went for biltong. Hmm. Yeah, no, uh, it's interesting. So you went to business school? I did. Is it? Yeah, which one? Vitz. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were taught business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rona, we started business, Bulelani, and we, <laughs> and we just threw ourselves in there. People went to business school. And I mean, I wouldn't have thought the business of Biltong, though. Yeah. How's the business going? It's going good because I think Biltong, it's, it's, it's not a seasonal snack. You can have it any day, any season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been good. Did um, you bring any? Unfortunately not. <laughs> no, you should. Oh, you should be ashamed. You're supposed to be selling. No, yeah. Maybe you guys should visit my shop. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, it's it's been a good. It's been a good nine months because we went on ninth month now. Yeah. So and there's growth to a point where I was um, sitting with Brian the other day. Um, um, I'm thinking of production now. So mm. I even want to move the business to the northwest mm. um, for a production house. Mm. So that is how good it has been. Okay. So, yeah. so so for me, I follow you on social media, um, yeah. and on Instagram, you you quite. I don't know whether you take the pictures. Mm. Uh, or whatever, got the, got the element of 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 columnist. In, it's still inside of you because yeah. your your social media is very content driven. Yeah, is that something that you do on the side, or is it that just the person that you're following? Um, well, I I do a number of things. Um, I'm I'm hugely involved in fashion and um, and styling as well. Mm. Um, and I just. And I'm black conscious, mm. so I think the the content that you're talking about mm. stems from there. Mm. Um, so yeah, I um, yeah I do fashion, I do styling, mm. I do my biltong, and my, myself and my business partners have also recently just mm. met, um, you know um, launched a media company mm. um, that is also promisingly doing good. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, speaking of fashion, I love looking good. So yeah. you say this is my brand true. You say, um <laughs> one day so popa, it means one day we'll achieve. So and so popa. Uh, yes. oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so and and I know definitely Sean loves looking good. Uh, he is looking good know? today. I can't say <laughs> the same about you. <laughs> and oh Excuse us. <laughs> yeah, no, you know. <laughs> yeah. Ma- so you can come to my next function and sell both. Maxine, you are in fashion. Yes, I am. Did you go to school as well? No, I didn't go to school for fashion. Okay. I think it's just in me. Like I've got an eye for beautiful clothes. Mm-hmm. I love fashion so much. 
So I'm also in corporate currently, but I do this as well, FSDV. Okay. And one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? I really enjoy fashion. Why can't I do what I love? Mm -hmm. So that's how I started Fashion Scoop. And mm -hmm. Then what I did was I woke up, I sourced some clothes, I put them online, and it went so well. Then I was like, well, I can do this. Okay. And yeah, I love doing it. I love looking good every day and... I love fashion so much. Is it? Mm. Budelani, please take this mic. Um, you know, for, for me, Budelani, okay. Yeah. This, this one relates to Bradley. Bradley, you're gonna come, come say hi to, to, to our <laughs> listeners. Bradley, uh, Bradley is a fashion stylist. No? And for why, no, why me? Eh? Why so, me? cause Budelani, <laughs> generally, uh, yeah, you can just pull a Sean's mic. Uh, but generally, I, I love dressing up. Yeah. If you follow me on social media, I'm always yeah. on my suits. Yeah. So I used to always come here in my suits. Budelani used to always come here in shorts, track pants, and stuff. I still do. So, <laughs> so all of a sudden, Budelani has changed. Budelani comes wearing suits. Now he's got Looking interest in, you know, and what's up, Budelani? Maybe do you wanna in tell us why the setting changed? <laughs> I don't think there's any change. I think, <laughs> I think my comfortable life is wearing shorts and track pants, of which I go to meetings with, because I'm that confident. I'm kidding. Oh. Nah, man. <laughs> nah, man. I'm comfortable in that clothes, so it's very hard to do what he does. Because I mean, I think I own two, three suits, and he's he's got so many. But I mean, I haven't yet broken out of mm. that. I mean, clothes are like the last thing for me. Looking good is the last thing for me. Mm. I believe in delivering on services. Service deliver. Bradley, do you want to say hi to Anastasia? What did you do? Hi there, listeners. I'm Bradley. I'm actually in retail, and then I'm also in the fashion front as well. Mm. And then I also do celebrity styling as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, uh, Bradley, uh, the reason I brought you in, we're talking business simulation. Mm. So, uh, Brian spoke of, um, you know, scenarios that you need to put uh, in terms of business and this and this. And Sean endorsed him uh, and said, business simulation we need and this and this and that. And Sean, um, obviously you heard that their focus is improvement and growing of SMEs. Generally, um, fashion is something that I hold highly. Um, I believe that I dress according to how you want to be addressed. Mm. So and there comes Bulalan that comes to a meeting with wearing shorts and and focus about service delivery, you know. So I want to hear your opinion from the stylist perspective. Do you think how important is fashion, um, as far as uh, simulation is concerned, or as far as business uh, is concerned? Is it something that that needs to be factored in their planning when they're dealing with us entrepreneurs, or is it just something that an entrepreneur needs to focus on? Because for me, when I looked at Anita, um, you know, um, looking on stylish and corporate, I was like, okay, she's getting dressed according to how she wants to address. But when you hear what she does, you know, and uh, how she gets dresses, she, you know, don't you think, you know, for, for somebody else who I wouldn't expect she would be dressed the way she does, but that's her every day. Every day, then. I actually think that it's like it's very important as a business to sort of like represent who you are, mm -hmm. um, and I do also like think that it varies like from time to time. Like for instance, if I'm in construction and I'm on the site, I'm obviously gonna be dressing like however I want to. You know what I'm saying? In my okay. track pants, I pull a line. <laughs> 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 like, like EDC. Yeah. But obviously, also, um, I think that if you want to sort of like um, sort of pre-sweeten the deal, it is very important for you to look the part for them to sort of like already mm -hmm. like place you. Mm -hmm. And it's already like 
Okay, fine. He already has the deal. He already has the endorsement, you know, because that is very important, you know. And um, we may not actually like look at it in that way, but we are human beings and we have eyes and they love feasting, right? So um, if you actually give the right kind of snack, Anita's Boltong, for instance, <laughs> if you give the right kind of snack, you will be getting a close to what you anticipated in that business deal, in that conversation, in whatever you are dealing with. So I really do think that um, how you present yourself is is sort of pre positioning yourself. Hmm. Okay, now Sean, take the mic. I gotta you have something to say, Maxine. Sean, <laughs> Sean, Sean is the problem here. Because if I wasn't dressing this good, it would not have gotten to me. Sean. No, Sean is not a problem. He's actually quite right. Because you know, once you walk in the room, what's the first thing you look at? Mm. It's how you. Present yourself and your appealing. So I, I've been looking good. Sean has not been looking at is, me. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, why not? <laughs> so I think, I mean, I, I think what Bradley said was actually spot on. So one of the key things that we look at at Property Point is that we're saying people still do business with people. Mm. Mm. So the impression that you give someone when you're engaging is key. So, okay. you know, like you said, it's, it's the first impression is what you see. Mm. We've got, I, I had a, a meeting this morning with a construction business, um, Letty from Integrico, she's running a multi-million rand business. She was looking good. She was looking good. We've got one of our other plumber businesses that we used to have on our program, Bonge, and she was a qualified plumber, but she had these long red nails. <laughs> and we, it became a trademark in terms of how we almost styled her business mm. to set her aside from a from a male dominated environment because you also need to be comfortable with who you are you mm. can't try and change specifically to the audience but it must be appropriate you must be able to deliver service delivery is key <laughs> mm. and you need to be able to do the right thing yeah um, and your personal brand then starts to work for you as well mm. so i mean sean you you you've spoken of the two major businesses that you you you've dealt with or that one you had a meeting with this morning i mean most businesses fail in their first three years uh, i mean what do you think could be the contributing factor to this and how can we avoid making these mistakes uh, in our enterprises i mean we are business people in studio yeah. um you know anita is nine months old um he's five how old are you uh, ten and a half years and I'm more and you know we come with different years but with some of these businesses you know what uh, there's a majority of failures within the first three years how do you think that can be avoided I think that failure necessarily shouldn't be avoided in business I think the reason why we have such a high failure rate in the first three years is that especially when guys go into a new industry they if they're not grounded in 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 the industry there's a lot of still learnings that they need to take place but also within the first three years is really when you start having um growth and and escalated growth if you don't have the proper systems and structures in place to be able to support that growth you're gonna fail Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because ultimately a business is not just about that one person trying to run something out of a shoebox it's about being able to say okay am i hiring the right people Mm -hmm. have i got the the proper processes in place and systems in place but typically what we've done is we've we've only taken businesses that have been operating for about two years Mm -hmm. because i think the key thing for us specifically in the south african market is that have you been able to hustle for two years? Have yes. you been able to really learn certain key lessons? That's mm-hmm. why failure is not, a, uh, is not a negative thing. But are you learning through that process? Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily have an environment that, that allows failure because if, if people fail, yeah, you know, it's like livelihoods. Mm-hmm. But 
we encourage guys that, that have tried and gone um, on with their businesses to then join us because at, at the two-year post stage, that's where the biggest challenges come into play. Mm. And mm. then when that's when we can work with the business in terms of putting the processes and systems in place, creating the opportunities for growth in terms of a, a growth strategy, um, looking at the hiring of, of, of resources. Are they, as an entrepreneur, having the right competencies in place as well to deliver, whether it's from a sales perspective or an operational perspective? So that really being able to delve deeper into that business because not even s- business school really teaches you, Anita, mm. I, I would say, mm. <laughs> about business. It's mm. like it's that you need to be in it. Mm. Then the theory the theory comes yeah. running. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, let's, let's go to the lecturer with the point that she just made. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Smirana, how important or uh, why do you think it's important for enterprises to be knowledgeable and ahead with innovative ideas? By default, entrepreneurs will always be innovative in a way. So I... I I took on this challenge of dealing with creatives and I was amazed. A simple thing because I'm an accountant, so this is fine. Blue jacket, it's okay. But they look at it like something that is completely out there because they're trying to solve problems that are not only physical things, it's emotional, social things. But I have always felt as if, because I also coach businesses and Sean spoke earlier on about the company Growth Wheel which is a company of business advisors. It has a, a platform that is amazing for business advisors to allow them to coach people. And what I have found is most entrepreneurs are so deep into the idea of the business. And yes, it's true. Attractive business concept is the most important thing. But we have to be able to gather knowledge to, to have good customer relationships to be able to have profitable operations and build strong organizations. So, and that's what tools like growth will assist entrepreneurs to be able to do. To say, you cannot just rely on the idea. You Mm -hmm. have to rely, you have to build a skill. You have to work on your willingness and your motivation and execution. And then companies like Sean's one will then assist to create an enabling environment around you. But most entrepreneurs are stuck on I have this idea and I'm an, I'm an expert at it. Mm. But go and learn. Go and learn about, I had to learn about mm-hmm. marketing. Mm-hmm. I tell people, do you know how many semesters of marketing most accounting owners people had? Two in their first years. And that's all we knew. So the most we knew was five marketing P's and that was it. But it's in 2017 where the social media, there's alternative ways of marketing your company. Mm-hmm. And even I had to learn such things. So we have to be we have to immerse ourselves in that learning, whether it's through failing, but failing is undesirable. Like Sean said, you've got real lives behind the failure. You've got real lives. And I always try and tell entrepreneurs that your failure has such far-reaching implications. For example, if I fail, my daughter can't go to school. The house is not paid. Oh, well, I've got my wife who can assist. But, I mean, it, it creates an environment that's just mm. undesirable. Yeah. No, you you said you said something very interesting that I want to um, ask um, the lady. But maybe do you want to take this opportunity to introduce yourself? Tell us who you are and what is that you do? Um. Hi, everyone. You thank can lift the mic. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hi. Um. Thank you so much for having us on the show. My name is Lindy Wei. I'm part of FSDV, as Maxine mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a styling, personal styling, um, image consulting. 
um, fashion designing company. Mm. And what I basically do is uh, organize all the pop-up shops that of which one of, of which uh, will have one of them on the on the third of June at um, Jerry's Coffee Shop in Rhinefeld. I um, also do the personal styling. I also do the ordering of the merchandise mm-hmm. that we sell. Um, I'm also part of the social media. I'm basically the one who um, does all the advertisements and because we have a Facebook page as well as an Instagram page mm. where we advertise all our fashion items. So oh, okay, yeah. Mrs. Melanie said you can't rely only on ideas. Mm-hmm. So largely what you do Works around ideas yes. um, You know and he says you must learn more So I know that entrepreneurs Are you know it's people that Shy away from learning mm-hmm. uh, We think we don't know it right and we do it Right and whatever So uh, how is you as a small Business um, you know Empower yourself uh, in terms Of not relying only on Ideas or do you <laughs> Not agree with him no, I, I, I do agree with him. Uh, we, I mean, I think in order for you to grow as a business, um, learning is an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do not learn anything, then you do not become better as a business. How, how are you continuously learning? Well, we are continuously learning, uh, by staying up to date with the, uh, the, the most recent, the most relevant, um, styles, cause, uh, that, in order for us to know what we should buy for or what we should sell to our consumers, mm-hmm. we need to know uh, what is in, what do they like. Um, in terms of trends? Yes. Okay. In, in terms of preferences. Mm. I mean, if you're not up to date with the most recent um, fashion, then how do you move forward as a brand? I mean, you will be stagnant in one place. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of competitors out there. So that is also how you stand out as, as a brand because if you so stuck up with the same old fashion then obviously your customers will go elsewhere so mm. yeah okay uh, anita are you continuously learning i am um i try to read as much as i can okay um but also i've i have that problem i think in january i bought six books at, at once mm. and i read each of them half so <laughs> <laughs> I know I've got that sickness too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm constantly trying to um read mm-hmm. um and also just um my um my circles, you know, mm-hmm. being in circles that, you know, push you to do more and be more. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's me. No, okay. Yeah. Um Maxine, um your sister said you guys are having a fashion pop up. Do you wanna uh, quickly tell us more about that? Yes, uh, we're actually having a fashion pop-up on the 3rd of June mm-hmm. at uh, Jerry's Cafe in Pinoni, Pretor- uh, number 129 Pretoria Road. Okay. There we're going to showcasing our brand, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of the few items will be on sale so that people can come through. We're going to have coffee, we're going to have snacks and yeah, it's going to be a great day. Hopefully some of Anita's built home. Yes, hopefully <laughs> some of Anita's built home. Yes. Most definitely. Yeah, you can bring your built home because I think we're going to have a couple of people who are there because mm. uh, it's not only us. So other people, other entrepreneurs also, they'll be showcasing their stuff on the day. So oh, okay. it's going to be, a, so, it's going to be. So I'm, I'm, I'm pre-arranging. Anita is going to be there. Uh, yes. She not, not only with her built home, <laughs> but with her fashion interest. Yeah. And no Bradley's going to be there. We uh, can learn. Yeah. We yeah. can learn from each other. It's good to learn. Yeah. So Anita might know something. I don't know. Okay. I will learn if, from if, Anita. If I, if I promise to, if I making the commitment to cabinet with my built home, mm. um, please, um, 
also make the commitment to dress me for fashion week. Most definitely. Oh. Most definitely. No, no, no. Um, no, definitely. Um, we we should also get dressed. Yeah, no, we should, eh? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. We, we must find an event. Where, where, where's, an, where, where's the next event coming? Oh, <laughs> when is it happening? We'll let you know, though. I also just want to mention something quickly. Mm-hmm. So, this brand, FSTV, so it's not only about us because um, what we want to do in future is mm. um, we want to have Egululeni fashion show. As you know, like Soweto have their own fashion show. Egululeni has nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do in future, we want to invite other fashion designers, upcoming okay. fashion designers, mm-hmm. showcase their brand mm-hmm. and just have that activity in the East End because we have nothing like that. Have at you the approached moment. the municipality though? We haven't yet. We're working on that. So yeah, we are going to yeah. approach I'll put you know. I'll put you in contact with some people. There. Oh thank um, you so much. I've got a good name. You oh, see, so. <laughs> we had the right place. Yeah, no, <laughs> so for people that want to come to the event, where can they get more information? Okay. So we on Instagram. Instagram is FSD Styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also on uh, Facebook. So you can find us. Uh, on Facebook, we are Fashion Scoop. Actually, we haven't changed the name. So we Fashion Scoop. And we also can catch us on um, Deja Vu. Mm-hmm. So on Instagram, it's at Deja Vu. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've been promoting on those pages. So okay. that's where you can get us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can also to RSVP, you can WhatsApp me on 082-330-2878 because we're going to have limited seats for the show. For the, pop- the number again? It's 082-330-2872. Uh, for the pop-up shop is open for everyone, but when we, for the showcasing of the mm. garments, we're going to have limited seats, so mm. you have to book your seat. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. In the midst of you and your limited seats, <laughs> our seat has got to be reserved. Yeah, right? of course. So, <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> All right. Um, um, okay. Um, uh, Sean, tell me, uh, wh- why is it important that private sector invest and support SMEs? Um, you know, as I ask that question, I want to do something with Padessa. And I know you've got some burning questions, my man, for, for, <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> all of a sudden the voice goes. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, okay. No, it's fine. Sean? Um, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think Cezanne also mentioned it in the beginning. So I think as a corporate, we have a responsibility. We operate within this environment within South Africa and you need to be able to understand who you're working with. We work with our suppliers. We work with people that we do business with. Mm. And by investing in these businesses, we are able to invest back into our supply chain, basically. Because that value add that they are able to bring to their business gets fed back into our business. So there's a, there's a, there's a responsibility, but also you need to be strategic in how you're going to be investing in small businesses. Mm. You know, I think that as small businesses here, you, you can pick any program out there there's so much training out there mm. but if that training is not going to result in you being able to access opportunities for you to grow your business mm. it becomes futile mm. so the aim is really to say is it strategically aligned um is the program like property point is strategically aligned to the supply chain of the property industry mm. so we were we've been able to create those market Opportunities and linkages Just like you A door opener That's what we do We, we create an, uh, a door opener It doesn't mean Businesses are guaranteed To get opportunities But it gives them A platform to be able To go and pitch Their business Where they would not Have previously been able to do And we've got the successes To be able to prove That it has worked 
Mm. No, definitely. So, would you say though, uh, SM is taking enough opportunity, uh, taking advantage of these opportunities? Though, I think SMM is are definitely they need to strategically take advantage of the opportunity because you as a business don't want to be caught up in training programs all over the place. Mm. You will need to be able to say, okay, does this resonate with me as a brand? Mm. Does this provide me with the the, the, the opportunities in terms of connections, mm. market access or knowledge within the industry that I'm operating in? Is this strategic to what I want to do in terms of the future of my business? And and will I be able to, to, to benefit from it? I don't want to waste my time attending training programs mm-hmm. i want to be able to go learn apply and make deals and mm. access no definitely uh, mr melanie where we learning we apply and we make deals mm. um i know that um for me he he runs um you know a brand agency uh, in Tembisa, you know, focusing on brands that want to be in touch with the township, um, and internship entrepreneurship as a whole. And, and, and for me as well, um, doing, having the transition, I know that, uh, at some point we were in the same problem that we, we did a lot of government work hmm. and the transition from government to private. Sometimes it was a struggle that government, private government would give an opportunity. They say to do a 12 million, 15 million job. Yes. Whereas when you get to private, uh, it's a very close circle. Mm. Um, where, you know what, uh, they used to, to working with Anita, they used to working with so and so. So for them to break into that circle, mm. uh, it becomes a challenge for small business. You know, what, what would your advice be to entrepreneurs that, um, are struggling to break that ice? I suppose to some extent, okay, there's lots of things you can do. I'll give you three. Yeah, please do. <laughs> the first Cause one. Cause I'm writing out of time. <laughs> <laughs> the, first, the first one yeah. is give yourself the opportunity. So go in there and say, I will do it. Even if you have to do it for free. I think my first class at Vets I had to do for free mm. because you must realize incorporate the, the, the risk of failure is too high for them. So they will not give you the opportunity. So that's the first thing is walk in there, try, force the opportunity. Okay. The second one, there's some administrative things you can do, like get on their supplier network. Even if you are not a preferred supplier yet or, or an accredited supplier, get on that database because if you are not there, then you're definitely not in the right place. And the third one is companies always know where to get the suppliers. So when it comes to networking, be where your customers are. Hmm. So if if you're in supply chain and they go to a Suffix conference, as an example, hmm. you have to go to Sun City and be there yeah. to meet your customers. And that mindset, even though I'm using it for corporate, is the same whether even for individuals you're hmm. in branding, you know, you have to meet your customers where they are. But first one. Force the opportunity. Yeah. Second one, use the simple things, register, and then meet them where they are. No, definitely. Quickly, for people that want to get more information about what you do, where can they get a hold of you? www.learningsims.co.za or you can get me on Twitter at Brian Similane. Okay. Uh, Sean, people that want to know about Property Point? Yes, website is www.propertypoint.org.za. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter is at Sean Tienison. Uh, or at prop point. Okay, uh, Anita. Um, I am Anita Black on Twitter. Um, I am Anita Black on Instagram. Okay, Anita, tell me, Black is it your surname? <laughs> why? Why? Why are we touching that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. 
<laughs> I'm gonna bring you back. I think we're gonna have that discussion. You've already given us um, the information, but thank you a lot for 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 joining yeah, us today. Uh, I'm looking forward to having you guys again next time. Um, you know, f- uh, on the show when we're discussing many other uh, various things. Now I try by all means uh, to give to keep a good circle um, around me that we could actually benefit uh, each other. I really appreciate you guys coming. Thanks, well, thank you. No, definitely. Uh, right. And this is all that we had for you today, right here on 360 Base. If ever you've just tuned in, you missed out on an amazing show, but you can always go to www.cliffcentral.com or download Cliff Central app to actually catch the podcast uh, to hear some of the great insight um, that we had. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360 Base. My name is Deb Homer Fordy and Bulalani Balabala. We are out. Cliffcentral.com.